Leopold. Hello, Avalanche fans, and welcome back to the Avs Hockey Podcast. This is your home for almost everything Avalanche, and I'm your host, Jay Veen. In this show, my man, James Tapley Graylian, and I share what grinds our gears and broadcast these days. We preview the upcoming playoff series against the Seattle Kraken, and we maybe finally dig ourselves out of the injury hole. Those topics and a whole bunch more Avs and hockey stuff. Coming at you in episode number 144 of the Avs Hockey Podcast. Stick around. BHP is next. Hey, what's going on, Avalanche fans? Welcome back to the Avs Hockey Podcast. He is James Tapeleg Graylian. Hello. And I'm Jay Veen. And this is your home for almost everything Avalanche. Division Hi. champion, Colorado Avalanche Hockey Club. How weird is that? Let's go. Let's it's go. not weird at all. I like it. I, I like it too. It just seems kind of, you know, considering the season and the way the season has been, with the ups and downs, with all the mm-hmm. injuries, with everything that has happened happening, it's all been happening. Everything. It kind of, it feels weird to me. It, it does feel weird, yeah. but I think, you know, how long has it been since the Boston Bruins played a game that mattered? <laughs> I mean, they're good. Obviously, they're good. They set a new record for wins and points and all those things. Mm-hmm. But the Avalanche have been in playoff mode for, what, six weeks, a month? Like, mm-hmm. I... I don't see that as a disadvantage. It could be health-wise, but they've been getting healthier too somehow through all this. It's it's crazy. Yeah. We'll talk more details. I mean, we're going to, we have to, we do have to say, you know, with the, uh, with the Bruins setting that record. Yes. Right. When the previous records were set, there were still ties. You know, oh. that they, so, so the fact that there is always two points on the line. Right. Uh, changes things a little bit. It Regulation does. and overtime wins uh, for the Bruins, they w- was 61. Okay. Total wins was 65. So that means that four of those games would have been a tie. Right. So, you know, I mean, we're different eras. We're hey. different eras, all that. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, you know, let's, let's poo poo on there. We would what never do that. Not, we, not, we would never do that. Not here to do that. Nope. No, nope. That's not, not how not we here do, do things. That. But, I am saying, eh, it's a little, let's, let's all, let's all take a step back here, people. Let's all calm down. Let's well, all calm down. It's playoff time and anything can happen in the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? Practice? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't even remember why that guy said that. It was, I mean, it was in a news conference. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a, pre, it was after, after a game or something. They're like, what do, what do you think of your playoff chances? And Mora just went off. Mm. One of the best sound bites ever. Playoffs. Along with practice. Like practice said. is a pretty good one, too. Yep. That one, so there's that. That one sticks with me longer. Hey, this is episode 144. It sure is. A double, it's a double digit jersey. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a repeat uh, digit. This one especially looks weird on the back of jerseys because the four is just not very symmetrical at all. Just saying. Math. <laughs> Math and Ma- geometry. Uh, kerning. Yeah. Yeah. What? Kerning. What do you sure. mean? What is the space between uh, kerning? Is the space between letters and stuff? So no, that's called the space. Stop making up words. 
I'm I'm impressed with you. You don't have to make stuff up. It's okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I love the looks I get. <laughs> uh, still getting a look. Uh, yes. Let's okay. So number so names. Where do you want to start with this? You one? You know, I want to start with like the most the two most recognizable for me, which was Bates Battaglia. Okay. And Jordan Leopold. <laughs> Leopold. Leopold. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, Sherwood was pretty recent, but you know, there are uh, uh, Ryan Wilson, I guess, longest serving in that number. Yeah. But yeah, really, it, there's like, these are all people that are like, oh, Avs legend. Yeah. Avs legend. Know. Avs legend. It's, it's a yeah, very Rob kind of Shearer or un- Avs legend, Nolan Pratt. You know, well, Nolan mm. Pratt, you know, Stanley Cup champion on the ice and as an assistant coach for the Avs right now. Okay. So, but still, he didn't do much here. Like, yeah. if, and I don't think he, I don't think he played in the 2001 Stanley Cup. He was on the team, but I don't think he played in the series like at all. Well, Rob, Nolan Pratt was, is listed for 2001 and Rob Shearer enlisted for 2001. How many games, how many games did Shearer play? Well, cause like that's not asking. a, le- that's not a legend that I, too. Two. Yeah, two games. Two games. Yeah. Minus two. And Nolan Pratt played a total, had a career of 592 games. Right. With Colorado, he played 46 games. Okay. Shearer had 14 total minutes in the NHL. That's legendary. How much? 14 total. That's, hmm, that's not a lot, but no. that's okay. That's 14 more than you and I'll ever have. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm just saying. Yeah, just saying. So, I mean, mean, like looking at, uh, looking at Nolan Pratt's numbers. Yeah. He played 46 games for the Avs in 2000, 2001. And he only played for the Avs. So I don't know. Was he injured? Was he? I, I think, you know, that, that team was, they were okay. (laughs) They had some, Playoffs. They had some decent depth at the blue line. We'll just say. How's that? But you are correct. He did not play in the playoffs. He, yeah. he played a total of 38 playoff games, almost all of them for Tampa. So okay. that's where he won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so you got what? You got two Hall of Famers. You got Blake and Bork. Mm-hmm. DeVries. Uh, I just had one in my head that I totally lost. Skula, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a, a couple others. So, that was no, good, I'm not, was, look, I'm not good, complaining. I'm not. No, you know. good blue line. Great I blue mean, line. I mean, they didn't have Rob Shearer, but, you know. I've, well, they didn't quite need him either. Avs or Peter legend. Forsberg, for that matter. <laughs> Actually, I've been thinking about Peter Forsberg because, you know, the Avs won half the playoff run without him. Mm-hmm. And the Avs have won the uh, division without Gabriel Landeskog. So, Spleen? Spleen. 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 Spleen in game seven of the Kings series. I, I was going to say, you know, Spleen is a long ways away from the heart. But then again, I don't know where the Spleen is. So it might, I may be wrong. <laughs> it's all kind of there. It's in <laughs> proximity. I, I, I could imagine like, uh, what's it like Herb Brooks, you know, the long way, you know, was, who's the guy who you, who heard, you know, you heard that from like legs on a yeah. long way from the heart. And it's like, <laughs> Spleen's a long way from the heart. And then you watch somebody get punched. Because that's just no, right in the spleen. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna shut it, Herbie. Keeper Sherwood went all. He was looking good the other night against the Abs, like in Game 82. Like, don't do that, dude. No, thank you. 
his first multi-goal like he was looking good and mm-hmm. i think you know he could have had a hat trick like mm-hmm. stop that but abs took care of business game 82 that was fun so i forget anybody Do else you, you want to mention in here no because i mean it's another underwhelming list i mean ryan wilson was long you know eric yeah, jelena he, had some, he was okay jelena yeah. Yeah. barbario yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. a, lot Ser- of, a lot of mum sergey albin alban alban serge I gotta, I gotta jack up somebody's name. Surge. That's and really. It looks probably, like Aaron Miller wore it well before, well, a couple seasons before the Avs got here. So yeah, there we go. So yeah, forty-four. Know. It's you know, it's the weird, it's the weird double number thing. You know, Lemieux, uh, Roy. You know, yeah. Um, what's but um, which Lemieux? Uh, Both Lemieux. Well, Claude. Well, I was thinking like Mar- Mario Lemieux too. Yeah, he Mario was, was the one I was thinking. Oh my god, why can't I think of <sighs> Ray Bork? No, but yeah, Peter but Mueller. No, no, Walchuk. No, Cogliano. No, Calvert. No, the guy who did the most for the Avalanche but never played for the Avalanche. Hmm. Yeah, number 88 of the Eric Flyers. Lindros. Thank yeah, you. That's a good call. There we go, Lindra. I, I don't know, man. There was something. It's okay. I'm here something for about you. getting older and my brain just not doing. No, yeah. I, I think between us, we're, we're about 80% of a brain. So that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah did, Lindros. I mean, no, you're totally right. Yeah. The mo- if it weren't for Lindros, wouldn't have had Forsberg. I don't think there's a lot of stuff that happens. That's got to be the. That's got to be the biggest one. There were a couple of years ago when some when somebody fo- posted, "Okay, finally that the implications." <laughs> just like yeah, just like two or three years ago, that the implications of that trade yeah. had finally petered out. Yeah. Like everybody involved and every trade from so that uh, that that spurred finally was done. And so it, crazy, yeah. it's just crazy how things work out. You never quite know. Every move's a gamble. Every draft is a gamble. And mm-hmm. I'm happy we've been on the the better side of many of those. Not all of them, but many of them. Oh, yeah. Between um, the Duchesne move and, and the Lindros move, those are those are pretty big. Yeah. All right. Let me just say uh, avalanchedb.com and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you this link uh, okay. so you have it. Um, has the Eric Lindros trade tree. Okay. And they, now they haven't updated that site for a little while, so there still might be a little bit more to it. Well, the last if, one they have listed is 2015. I I want to say it's even further than that, but wow, yeah, Avalanche DB. It's that's made me sad. It's it's uh, they, you know, whoever was running it, I think just you know, just ended up having they did so much work. It was great, but there might be a little bit more to that. There's yeah, it's the it's crazy. Well, let's see. Broad Street makes Hockey think, has a post called The Day the Eric Lindros Tree Died. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, there's all kinds of good stuff. It's yeah. kind of like Beautiful Mind. And, you know, when you're looking at the wall of everything all tied together, that's the Lindros trade. Well, apparently the final active asset, in it, according to Broad Street Hockey, which posted this in uh, March 6, 2019, okay. was Brandon Gormley. Uh, uh, and that was in, and that and that maybe it was right then that it happened. 
Uh, but the Avalanche denied to qualify his contract. Right. And he became an unrestricted free agent, and then that was it. That was the last asset. No kidding. Yep. <laughs> That's nuts. So from from Lindros and basically Forsberg all the way to Gormley. 24 years minus, <laughs> minus three days. I mean, come on. Of that trade having implications all the way down the line. That's if, if anybody cared that much, they can make a movie about it. I yeah. I'm not sure if I'd watch still, because I I saw I like how I like how it ended up in my head. But I mean Rob Blake was part of that. Yeah. Uh Vanninen was part of that. Vanninen? Okay. Yep. Theo Fleury had implications there. Uh Between Ray Bork, and draft picks. Ray Bork and Anderchuk were part of that. <laughs> uh Hodeen was part of that. Brad Richardson was part of that. There's a lot. That's I mean, amazing. Mike Keene was part of yeah. that. Scott Parker. That was that was part of it. Is it like H- the him being a draft pick or him coming back this way? Uh, it was Twice. the. I think it was a draft pick in ninety. Okay. This ninety eight draft pick, I believe. Yep. Because the, then, the Avs had, I think, I think four the, first round picks that year. Yeah, and he was a first-round pick, Scott Parker. Was. Yes, he was. Who he was a, he was a goal scorer until he wasn't. Yeah, uh, Tangay, him, Skula, Tangay, and maybe it was just three. Well, Tang, uh, Dead Marsh, Dead Dead Marsh, Dead Marsh was part of that. that. First uh, first round to ninety-three. Okay. Uh, there's yeah, and That's also there you know because of uh, Tebow being part of that with the mm-hmm. first round you know pick. Uh, and they traded him for Patrick Waugh. So Patrick Waugh was part of the, there was so much of that. It's just changed. The, and they both end up Ricci. in the Hall of Fame. Ricci? Yeah. Yep. Baumgartner. Changed, who? Baum, uh, Nolan Baumgartner. Oh, okay. Uh, $15 million in cash. Yeah. And if there wasn't enough, we got money too. Yeah. People in cash. Uh, Claude Lemieux was part of all of that. Mm-hmm. With the trades, there's yeah, there's. Oh, so. I, it, it changed the trajectory of this of the Colorado Avalanche. Period. Like yeah. it's yeah. There's you mentioned all those names. Come on, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, if uh, I'll I'll send you, uh, we will have links for both of those, uh, the trade okay. tree and the uh, and just the quick article with the update about it. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's wow. the good stuff. There you wow. go. There's your history, everyone. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Not I mean, it's, it, and and you know we haven't even we haven't even talked about this season yet, which you know, and the really in the and the playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. playoffs. Sorry, yeah. I yelled that. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Where do you want to start? You want to start with Landy? You want to talk about the talk think, about playing? I think if there is an elephant in the room, it's Landis Cloud. Let's let's do it. Well, yeah, let's let's. Well, just after the, we finished the last episode, <laughs> like this always I, I, seems I, I to happen. I don't want anything after this one. Like, I don't, if there's an announcement, I want it to be good because it's usually, usually something kind of strange that ends up happening right after we record an episode. And yeah, this was it. The, the ads reacquired Jack Johnson from the Blackhawks for Andreas England. And people had some feelings about this. They're not the biggest Jack Johnson fans, but, uh, I, I'm actually wondering now, I, I had initial thoughts then, but I'm wondering now, were they able to rest and let Kale McCarr heal a little bit more because Jack Johnson is who Jack Johnson is? Hmm. Um, maybe, maybe. That, that's that's They're kind of far apart from each other, but he provided some stability that, say, you know, a Curtis McDermott or a Brad Hunt isn't able to. 
Mm-hmm. Or in England. Or in England. <laughs> and and I think the initial thought about England was he had played so well and and grown so much that they had to put him on waivers to send him back down and they were going to lose him for nothing. Hmm. So there's that. I don't know. I feel like, um, I mean, at first it felt kind of like, really, this seems like a nostalgia move. Yeah. And anytime that you make a, a nostalgia move, I get a little concerned. We've seen those fall apart over and over and over. Yep. But also, as you said, stability. And is there a more stable guy than Jack Johnson? No, <laughs> he's not flashy. And <laughs> he doesn't have to be. We've You and I have talked about this a lot over the years with various defensemen. Who is the stay-at-home defenseman? Who is the guy who's the offensive guy? Yep. And and we all love we'd all love to have three lines of Makar and Taze. That'd be great, you know. Every where they can put the puck all on net from oh, the man. blue line, where they can go yeah. down low, they can be covered. But there are not three lines no. of Taze and Makar out there. And those those two are so um, unique as well mm-hmm. because they're really good at reading the play and and they have a special chemistry that you don't find. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like you said, I think with Jack Johnson, they know exactly, like with Matt Nieto, they know exactly, exactly what they're getting with Mm -hmm. him. And it's just, I I think it's a cool, a cool, I think, compliment to him and the way he plays the game that the team was interested in having him back. Yeah. I also think that there's a really good chemistry between him and Eric Johnson. Yep. Um, And I think he works well. He worked, he worked well with Gerard. Um, Mm -hmm. But really, if you're getting Manson back, which supposedly they are, yep. um, and Manson's going to be with Gerard, yep. and you're not sure who your sixth, your your sixth or seventh guy is, and you can put the seventh guy in. Uh, you can put him in and let him yep. be with with Johnson, or let him sit for a little bit and find out where he's going to go. But we saw we saw this chemistry opening night too. Yeah, where he was on the bench enjoying the stuff, and they were like. Come, come join us and watch the spannery. Like, yeah, it was a hockey move, the move that they made. Oh, I don't necessarily think it was like, it was like they didn't want him anymore. It was just, I don't know what it was, but it's, uh, it's, I, I think you can burn bridges when stuff like that happens, or you can leave the door open. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes from one of the, you know, I don't want to say worst, but the teams that have struggled the most throughout the season back to a team that, you know, defending cup champs, mm-hmm. they have a, they have a shot, right? They're in, they're getting healthier. Everyone has a shot now. So, yeah. I, I, and as you watch him play, he gains confidence. He, you know, he gets used to being back with the team. Scored, he, you know, he's got a couple. Does he have a couple goals? Or was couple it one goals. or two? Yeah. I mean, he's 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 looked good, and um, it's good to have him back. And 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 he's the type of depth player that you need if you're going to make a run and well, actually do what they did in the regular season too. So I think that worked out well. Uh, although people initially didn't quite like it, there was a lot of people that didn't. But um, you know how we roll. We wait a we wait a fair amount of time before we figure out whether a trade or whether a move works. And yeah, yeah. it's hard. And to we complain have like about it. you and I have talked about plus minus before. And the plus, mm-hmm. I don't believe in plus minus until it actually serves my purpose. So <laughs> since this one serves my purpose, Jack I like Johnson. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna admit it. I you know you articulated that so well. It's, yeah. it, I, I feel like I feel like I'm just speaking 
I, I'm spitting truth. If that's <laughs> is that how they is that what the kids uh, say is these that days? how the kid the, the youngsters are saying it? Sure, sure, why not? <sighs> Jack Johnson <laughs> in 25 games is plus 10. Yeah, uh, I mean the only I mean McDermott is minus one. Gerard is minus 10, but he's played yeah. 76 games. There were some yeah. tough times in there and all that. But uh, if you are plus 10 in 25 games and you're a stay-at-home defenseman, you're doing your job. Absolutely. Guys, the guy is doing his job, and that is that is his job. And and I think that you look at, like, when Gerard first came onto the team and as flashy as he was uh, with the expectations of Eric Johnson when he came onto the team being a number one overall pick, with what you see from Taze and McCarr, people judge against how much uh, offense the defensemen right. are creating. I don't think that's that's not what that's that's not what Johnson Jack Johnson either Johnson is there to do now, and mm-hmm. therefore they're doing their job. And that's yeah. I I think that when you have that stability, like there were the guys, you know, Hunt falls into this. Uh, at times, Byram was falling into this, uh, sometimes a little less right now. But um, just as as soon as they got in the zone, they'd just take a shot because that's what you're expected to do half the time. Not to make a right. good play, but just to take a shot. That isn't what Johnson's going to do. That isn't what he should be doing. You know, yeah. his his shots have been like, you know, when he that first goal of the season, when he walked the line, changed Great. the angle, made a smart shot got it all the way down and it happened to score perfect but what else do you want yeah yeah, yeah. I, I want i want him bumping guys off the puck i want him making smart plays and that's what your consistency yeah. and that's what your experienced guys are going to get i think rycroft talks about especially ej but i know jack is the same way like you do not want to go into a corner with these guys because mm-hmm. you know you're gonna you're gonna feel it right yeah so and yeah it's hard to complain like he's He's filled in well and I think provided some flexibility, allowed even like a Brad Hunt to play a little more of the game that he is better at rather mm-hmm. than trying to fill that role in the corner. And Hunt doesn't have the size for that. And right. that's no, you know, and I'm not trying to be critical of Hunt either. I think he's played well given all the circumstances and he's filled in really well. I mean, mm-hmm. look how the team is done. So, you know, I'll say yeah. this about guys though. You mentioned going into the corner. The corner is a place where everybody wants to look at what happened in the corner. I look at, I want to look at what happens in the corner, but if you are Jack Johnson, Eric Johnson, and you go into the corner with uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, if I don't care how good and experienced you are, you're going to lose battles in the corner. To me, what happens right after you lose that battle is what matters. Did you make a smart, a smart move after? Was it time to back out for a moment and see who else is in front of the net? Was it, I'm going to, I can stay with this guy, you know, is this guy going to break my ankles and therefore I should back off a little, give a little more room, cut down an angle, push him this way, cut off a pass, things like that. What's the smart play after the corner? And your experienced guys are probably going to read that a little better, understand where things are, what's developing on the ice around them, not just in this moment. That's where I feel like people like Los Dos Johnsons come into play. Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those conversations with those two have got to be very different conversations that are had with, again, a McDermott or a Hunt or England when he was around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, 
Yeah, I think you can have too many of those guys, but you can't have too many of those guys at the same time. Also, can and, we just uh, can we just take a moment uh, for Rycroft hey. for just a second here? I just want to know what happened in his childhood. What was wrong with his family that his mama had to hide everything? Top shelf. For God's sake, man. Have a so little, many things were hidden from him. Self-control here, okay? I get it. Your mom had to hide everything from you on the top shelf and you couldn't get up there. You don't have to mention every single thing that mama hid. We get it. Have get some therapy. It's okay. Cookies, honey, uh biscuits. Peanut butter, the everything. Stanley Cup. Yeah. The whiskey. We get everything it. hidden from Mark Rycroft. Was it whiskey? Has he mentioned whiskey? Uh, I, I know he tries to plug, you know, it's his, I can't really, you know, sometimes they'll mention us like a sponsored, I, I don't know. This it's, is an intervention, man. This Mark, is Mark, it's okay, it, it's okay to not be okay, buddy. It's <sighs> not everything is, you know what, Mark, are you hiding from yourself? Are you okay? God. <laughs> what happened to you? Is I, everything I, okay? Every time he, he, uh, he says top shelf, I'm just like, <laughs> just <laughs> I, I like say it out loud as a, oh. Okay, we get it. It's oh, like it's hilarious. like any uh, any old Chuck with his active active stick. Active stick. It's it's active just it, there. There is a there is a line yeah. between clever and shtick, and we yeah. have gone way over that line with this one. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. No, you're, you're, I'm not. So, anyways, well played, that, anyways, that was my. I real. I've, I've been wanting to mention it. And I don't want to like. You yeah. know what? Being a broadcaster is a hard thing. Being a I'm podcast, sure. I'm not a good podcaster. I can't imagine being a broadcaster like that. <laughs> you never get to say um or uh, which is my, never. that's my shtick. That's my catchphrase <laughs> that's, is um. That's my go-to. <laughs> God. But enough. We, yeah. oh, you've, you've done yeah, the clever thing. Well, now let's move on to good. You're, you've well, been the in one, the chair the, the, all year. Let's, let's, yeah. let's chill. Uh, there, there's been a lot of turnover with the kind of uh, Katie Gauze, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that role. Um, but when it comes to play-by-play -play and everything, we've been hearing the same voices for a very long time. And it's just, you yeah. know, then you start to notice the stuff that other people wouldn't notice, you know, right away. So between Mosier and Keefe and Rycroft and yeah, it's been nice to hear John Mitchell and Eric Lacroix and their takes on things. It's kind of new and fresh and we, mm -hmm. we, you know, we'll obviously, we'll always miss Peter. So, yeah. The only thing with, with, uh, Mosier these days, like he, he can't believe anything. I can't yeah. believe it. Really? Yeah. It just happened. You can believe it. It's yeah. okay. I can't believe that stayed out of the net. Well, it did. Yeah. I can't Goodness. believe. What can you believe? Like, yeah. Goodness gracious is another one. He'll say that in in uh, good things and not so good things. Good, my goodness gracious, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and even my wife who who doesn't watch necessarily, she hears that too. And yeah, it's mm -hmm. you know part of the shtick. Part of the shtick. Everybody's got their sticks. So who doesn't that. like a good shtick? Hey, I love it. So yeah anyway um, sorry that was my uh that nope. was my rant about uh about the broadcasters so it's good you just do this is our show we do it we yeah. do what we want um so landy let's talk about landy then we'll talk about other things so landy two games before the end of the season comes out and i think they've always left it up to him i don't i don't know whether the doctors were able to shut him down or i don't know i think it was just more what he could take he was making progress and everything, and then he came out and said, 
that's it's too much. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. I don't I I I've read a little bit about what people's takes are as far as physically what happened to the knee and cartilage is not cartilage doesn't regrow. It doesn't really like does it it doesn't heal either. So I think I don't I don't know. From what I had heard, the damage was so bad before that they had to wait three months even to do a cleanup surgery or to try and fix it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This is a very kind of unique situation. Um, I don't like that he's not going to be back, obviously. Um, and I hope that as much healing as he can have or have another surgery. But I, I, I don't, I don't, I wish I could see this ending well. Be like, oh, well, I'm back this year and things are 100%. I, I don't know. It makes me worry a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and this team has been good without him, but they're so much better with him. Yeah. Well, knees are, yeah. and knees are very tricky. You mm-hmm. never know. I was, uh, came across an uh, article well, from uh, Kukla's Corner. He reposted about um, uh, Tanner Pearson and uh, of the Canucks. And he had, uh, he broke his hand November 9th. And he's had like a half dozen surgeries at wow. least. Six yeah. months later, his hand is still bandaged up. Um, wow. Whether, you know, whether it's handled properly or improperly or things like that. Sure. Yeah. You never, it's hard. I mean, it's surgery. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, you never know. <laughs> you know, sometimes Let it goes well yeah. and sometimes yeah. it does not. And, yeah. uh, and and I'm not saying that that's the case with uh, with Landeskog. The the no. thing went wrong, but you never know with a surgery. You just never know. And it seems like oh, this should be pretty straightforward, but until you get in there and you see exactly what it yeah. is, and you and they do the work, and then they, you know, you can have the best regimens, everything, and circumstances still show it as something else. You can be young. You can be all those things, mm-hmm. and I, and I think. They're finally a little bit more transparent about exactly what went on. And this goes back to 2020 in the bubble when Kale McCarr cut Landis Gog's knee with a skate. Mm. And that's, that's crazy too. I think what ended up happening is that he, he had actually mentioned the word overcompensate himself mm-hmm. where it was hurt. It wasn't quite right. He decided to keep playing on it and probably made it worse. Not, I'm not trying to fault him at all either. He's a hockey player. We know how these guys are. Yeah. But um, yeah, this has been going on for three years. Oh, and at he least. he was able to. I think it his... goes back to the Eric Lindos trade. But you know, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> Someone proved me wrong. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, it, it looks like they've tried like everything. Uh, I just hope that a little more time helps and he comes back, I don't know, as as best he can. But, you know. I, who knows? I mean, we'll think about this later down down the road, but, you know, it makes me think of Terrell Davis for the Broncos, who there's been so many guys that have come and gone with ACLs mm-hmm. and just what happened to him and the type, whatever happened, he tried to come back. It didn't work. And before you know it, he's gone. Yeah. Um, I hope that's not Landy, um, but we're just going to have to wait and see, which is hard. And we've seen this over and over with concussions as well. Yep. Um Right now, I mean, there's a lot of, it can happen with anything. Look at what happened yeah. with Jonathan Taze. Uh, he's still suffering from long COVID symptoms. Yeah. 
And then I think there was like a, an autoimmune thing also is the other one. Something I, like that. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like not going to be coming back to the Blackhawks. And that's, we were talking yeah. briefly about the, about the Blackhawks and that they're not a team that's doing well. They, they, they don't have Kane anymore. They don't have Taze anymore after this. They're not bringing him back. It's, they're a complete identity crisis. And this yeah. is huge for Taze, whether he's going to ever play again or not. Who knows? Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, you never quite know. And so, you know, we obviously hope the best for Landy and this team's better with him. And mm-hmm. he's been missed this year in a lot of different ways. But uh, there's only so much you can do. And and he decided at at some point that it's just better to not try anymore. Yeah. And I have to respect that, you know. Um, but it also makes you worry. I can't imagine how he feels. Like when I texted you that and, and uh, you know, when the announcement was made, like, I can't imagine how much this is tearing him up because oh, yeah. he wants to be out there, obviously. Yeah. And he's done, he, I'm sure he's done absolutely everything that he can to try and try and get better. And, and cause that was the, that was the, you know, they said January originally and, you know, then it was like, okay, try and get him ready to, for the playoffs. And I think they did their best and he did their best, but it wasn't meant to be. Yep. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Can't do it. So I, I think, uh, just before the announcement was made, actually a few days before, and then the morning of or whatever, like I was, I'm just like, well, if it has to be this way, just hand the cup to McKinnon. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that'll happen, but I'm saying if if it comes down to that, I think he, McKinnon's the guy that hoists it. So, oh yeah, that. oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I I can't imagine that until Landis Cog is done, done, uh, that they would hand the the captain C to anybody else right now. I think I can't. Another, that, that was another thing that came up. It's like now that Landy's gone, you know, put it on McKinnon's chest. It it wouldn't look right. And I don't know if McKinnon even wants that. You yeah. know, it's just let's just go out there and do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. Speaking speaking of Nathan McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon missed eleven straight games this year. He was out for a month straight. Mm-hmm. And he still ended up as the Avalanche's leading point getter. Uh five on five. He's just an absolute beast. 71 games played, 42 goals, 69 assists, nice, nice. and 111 points in 71 games. Um, I, I wouldn't say that he's finally getting the attention that he's always deserved because I think people know how good he is, but I think people are starting to appreciate around the league just how good he is, especially five on five. Uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid make their living on the power play. One of the best power plays, and I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember how long it's been or like in history, but their power play was ridiculous because of those two guys. But mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon, five on five, we like it. He yeah. can hockey. I mean, that, that man was on a mission game 82. And who else, who else, who else would you want the game on their stick coming in on a two on one? Although he's with Miko. That's kind of, yeah, nice. exactly. I was going to say, well, <laughs> now Maybe that Miko it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause he, as you said, 71 games, uh, the two people ahead of him uh, were uh, Kucherov and Pasternak, and yep. they had two points more. Uh, had he been healthy, he probably would have passed them. I don't know if he'd have passed Drysidle. Uh, Drysidle's yep. at one twenty-eight. Um, you could say that he, he could have been on pace to cut, co- you know, to come close, but eh, I'm not doing that math, and really, it doesn't matter in the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, guy wears on, you know, guy puts the team on his back and. It works. It really does. And and Rantanen, obviously, too. Rantanen, one of, I believe, three Avalanche players that played all 82 games. Mm-hmm. Rantanen, Comfer, is it LOC? 
scrolling. New hook, LOC. There we go. So is those four. Those four. Granted, an unbelievable season. Whenever you're breaking Joe Sackick's records, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. And you know what I liked about his 55th goal was it was a very Joe Sackick goal. It was the, that was cool. Like we've seen Joe Sackick just crush that one timer from time to time. And Miko was just a beast this year as well. Mm-hmm. A moose, if you will. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. But yeah, I just, so I don't know. What else? I mean, I would say those that, two. I, you know, I just realized looking at the uh, stats as well. I didn't realize the 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 gap between Ranton and McKinnon and McCarr. Because there's there's the other thing. Like I think last year the Avalanche, as much as we, you know, as much as we always wanted this, they were balanced scoring between Burkowski, Kadri, McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr, yeah. Landeskog, all those guys. It's not as balanced as it used to be. There's a Let's see, math, 50, 49 point difference between, is that right? Yeah, 49 point difference between Makar and Ranton and second and third on the list. Mm-hmm. So there's some things that we can afford to have happen and definitely some things that we can't. Well, I'm, so. I mean, looking at, um, look at what happened with, uh, what's his butt, uh, with um, Kadri this year. Yeah. I mean, he just, he didn't, no. uh, he, he, his scoring, I think, but the abs is like 1.2 or 1.1 t- uh you know per uh boy I'm really doing average, a good job average today. Per game. Yeah. uh and but his uh but now it's like 0.62 was what yeah. this year was that's not good like like that is a massive drop off i i anthrax jones our buddy anthrax jones brought up probably the best point i saw on that it's like this is where we are in the league though like you gotta, you gotta, because of the cap, you can't keep a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And then they go, the ads have had to do this a lot. Uh, you know, fortunately in a way, you know, you take a guy like Kadri who made a good team better and was just fun to watch and mm-hmm. makes the game more watchable. And then he gets signed for what he's worth for a team that misses the playoffs. Yeah. And like, this is what you want as the league. And it's just, yeah, that's, that's, it's pretty interesting how that all works out. And it's, it's the reality, but I don't think it's anything anybody you know for a team like us who roots for the avalanche really enjoys either mm-hmm. no it's i mean so. he he's he's a very good player he, he played with i think that this is a case of the people around him making him better uh yeah. the chemistry all of those things that, that we were talking about with uh jack johnson applying to his you know cadre situation as well it's not easy to go someplace else it's not and really, you're looking at a team that was reeling already from losing Kachuk, losing Goudreau. Uh, the the uh, Huberdeau trade just wasn't working out as well yet as uh, they expected. And I can't imagine playing for Daryl Sutter. That's just got to be really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Dude has, uh, you know, it's it's he stepped into a completely different situation. He stepped Absolutely. out of a completely different situation from uh, Toronto uh, when he came to the Avalanche. It's it can't be easy. Yeah. And you mentioned Burakovsky. He had 49 games this year. He scored 32 or 39 points. He's uh, out for a while too. I, he will not dress game one. He just had some kind of a lower body procedure or something like that. That's what they're saying. I'm not even sure he's going to play. Wow. And then going out here's, let's go back to Giannis Donskoy as well mm-hmm. with your concussions that you're saying. Donskoy, has he played? I, are, do you have the, uh, he I'm has looking. been out 
the majority of the year, if not all of it, with concussions. He's still he's still cracking, right? Yes, he is, as far as I know, yeah. Yeah, I don't see him on the uh, stats. Yeah, so I don't no. think he played the whole year. Like, so, oh, man, things just come and go. Um, that's why I wince when, when Bowen Byram and Kale McCarr go out with, with obvious concussions. Um, mm-hmm. cause you never quite know how guys are going to bounce back or if guys are going to bounce back from stuff like that. So. Yeah. Kraken had five people who played the whole season. Yeah. You know, and, 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 so, you know, you look at the goaltending at the Kraken right now, it's Grubauer yeah. and Jones. Uh, who knows what Jones is going to show up, yep. you know, and, and Grubauer no, no hasn't been playing as well as he played here. Uh, no. Again, the the team in front, all of those things. It's you know, it, it's we, it's a very different situation for them than it yeah you know, the for the Kraken than it was for the Golden Knights, and it's a very different situation for all the former Avalanche that went elsewhere to their new teams. Is like, well, yeah, it's not it's it's not as easy as stepping in and just going, yeah, here's my here's what I bring to the team as what I brought to the last team, so it's exactly what I'm gonna bring to this team. It's, it's yeah. not my favorite part of the game, but it is, you know, it is a business. Oh, so yeah. there it is. Um, I look at, look yeah, speaking, at, uh, Kemper, you know, they, yeah. they didn't make the playoffs. The, the capitals, the capitals yeah. have, didn't make the playoffs. So Veskin's not in the playoffs and Crosby's not in the playoffs for the first time in, well, at least 16 years. Cause the pens missed playoffs for the first time in 16 years. Yeah. Um, I, I saw, an, I, I don't remember the exact number, but the number of games that Alex Ovechkin has missed in his, his entire career, mm. holy smokes, it's like 49 or it's some ridiculous number thinking of when you think about the abs, like I, I believe it was below 50. So you look at the abs this season, he, he's missed roughly as many games as, 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 uh, Manson missed this year. In his entire career. Mm-hmm. And considering the way he plays, like, I don't know, the whole injury thing, it's just like a crapshoot. Oh, Cause, completely. Because Ovechkin has always never shied down from any, any, you know, contact or anything like that. Does he back check all the time? Not really. But considering that he does play a physical game, it's pretty fascinating that he's only missed that many games. Well, the other thing with him also is he hasn't really changed his game. No. Crosby changed his game a lot. Crosby yep. became more defensive. He, you know, he 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 became a bigger picture guy rather than the scoring guy. Uh, Ovechkin has been hitting just as hard, playing just as hard, and scoring just as well. And that's got to that's that's difficult. Crosby changed Crazy. his game because he had to, not just because of the way that the the team, you know, the the team has changed and the game has changed, but the way that he has changed, getting older probably getting a little yeah. slower, that kind of thing. So he's he's had to do a lot to change his game and stay relevant. Ovechkin yeah. really hasn't, and that's kind of surprising. It is. And it's maybe maybe that consistency is why he hasn't gotten hurt. Like he just plays he plays steady, right? And mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know. Uh I don't think Sidney Crosby is interested in leaving Pittsburgh, but you know, his best friends here, you guys can hang out. You know, you can when, yeah. when, yeah. yeah, just, just saying, don't need him. This is actually true. Yeah. It's hard to, yeah, it's not the, it's not the big move or the best players. It's the best team. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, I don't think he will leave. I mean, no, Pittsburgh is, you know, they he'll never have to, he, he'll own that team one day if he yeah. wants to. And he and Lemieux. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, 
All right, so let's talk. Let's keep talking about injury numbers then. Landis Gog misses the entire season, mm-hmm. eighty-two games. Nachushkin misses. What would twenty-nine be? It's about forty percent of the season, mm-hmm. thirty-five, forty percent. Lekkinen misses almost a quarter of the season. Which Lekkinen so came back and uh, and scored that goal. He did. That was pretty impressive. That was a he did. That was a beauty of a goal. Broken finger. He was supposed to be out four to six weeks, and he was out four weeks on the nose. They said. Um, but they have missed him. Makar has missed a quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Cogliano three games, which is well, and one of them was game eighty-two. He's just catching his blade. It, I can skate like him sometimes. Just slam myself into the boards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at that. Um, Bowen Byron misses just one game shy of half the season. Josh Manson misses over half the season. EJ misses a quarter of the season. McKinnon's out for an entire month. Gerard only six games. And Helm played all but 11 games. Gerard, I mean... Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something about sternums. <laughs> like, gather around, kids. Bring easy. it in. Let's talk about sternums that for a second. That easy to come back from a sternum injury. You know, I mean, that's... that's. Ugh. I can't yeah. imagine what it's like going into the corner right now. I mean, unless he has <laughs> yeah. a tube of steel that yes. doesn't compress, I don't know how you... Oh, God. Well, and and I, you you brought this up, and I think people forgot about it. But you brought it up. It's like he broke his sternum during the playoffs last season, mm-hmm. and also you know a, a playoffs that went longer than any other postseason because of COVID breaks and stuff like that. He was a little rough early in the season. He has been, I I, I want to say, somewhat integral in what this team mm-hmm. has done. He's been he's been super. He's been solid. He is a minus whatever you said. He's a minus ten. But he's. Yeah, but, but he's he is he looks confident. He's been what everybody wanted him to be. Yeah, and that's that's good. And I I heard one of the changes was that he went to a longer stick. Really? Um, he used yeah he used like a shorter stick, and I've heard it whispered and mentioned in some of the broadcasts. But he he went to a longer stick, and I think you've, we've seen a new a, a newer Sam Gerrard since then, and he's been great. Well, I mean, one, two, three, four, five. He's sixth though on the team with assists. Yeah. I mean, that's behind, that's awesome. you know, McCarr and Taze. That's behind McKinnon, Randon, and Comfer. That's pretty wow. damn good. That is good. And, and I know he, he, Gerard is the, one of the guys that every, well, we need to just get rid of him, trade him, dump his contract. But I think with as much as Byron missed mm-hmm. and as much as McCarr missed and as much as Manson missed and as much as EJ missed, Gerard was able to show his worth, and I, I think uh, people can't help but talk a little bit less about that if yeah. that was their choice. I, I, there's a strong. guy, I mean, there's hardly a guy that I would want back-checking uh, more yeah. than him right now. I mean, yeah. Makar is, is fast, but and Taze is fast, but boy, I, Gerard has looked really, I don't, know what the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, maybe flexible. The mm-hmm. way that he pivots, the way that he's turning, the way that he's dancing away from people more than he was at the beginning of the season or even last year. Absolutely. You know, yep. he, he gets in the zone, he gets the puck, he, his, his turn. Um, sometimes when you watch him and he'll have a, he'll have somebody defending him uh, and he'll, he'll turn, but he'll turn the second time. He'll pivot away yeah. twice. And you're just like, Whoa, he just got some space. That was pretty <laughs> yeah, impressive. And he's looking, he's, been, he's, if he's playing with somebody, I mean, he's been a guy who, has been on that rotation of who am I playing with? Who am I playing with? Yep. If if McCarr and Taser in, they're both playing together. If yep. you know, if they're going to short somebody, 
it's probably going to be Gerard. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's been such a big key and I he's going to continue to be a key. Mm-hmm. Um, but all those, all those injuries. Yes, we know about it. We've talked about it. 460 ish. I've seen two different numbers. I saw 459 and like 465 man games lost to injury this year. Um, but from what Jared Bednar has said, everybody, obviously, except for Landy will be healthy for game one on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing you were talking about it earlier, trying to figure out what this team is, you know, what this team is all about and how far they're going to go. I don't think like I don't think there's a way to predict it right now because we haven't seen a full team literally all season. No. And now they're as healthy as they've been, hoping knocking on my wooden table here, <laughs> hoping they stay as healthy as possible. But it's it's I I we all felt the concern early and when they were you know struggling right when, you know, All-Star break a little bit before that. But man, it's pretty amazing what they've done. And it kind of makes me feel like they're, I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried, I haven't tried to lower my expectations, but they're going to have to be that much better without their captain to repeat. Mm-hmm. But with everybody healthy, who knows? I, I don't know. And I've been feeling concerned anyways. I, my girlfriend was talking about this the other day that the Avalanche, their first periods have not been great. They, they just don't seem to start the game very well. And then yeah. they come back or they, they, you know, they do things that, that shake your confidence. Maybe it's the way that the season started. Um, maybe, I don't know what it is exactly, but there's been, yeah. maybe maybe it because they've been relying on one goaltender more than any other. Um, and I've never been a huge fan of writing somebody so hard. But there's just been... My confidence in this team just seems like it isn't quite as high as it should be considering they won the division, considering how they've been playing lately. Maybe it was just the way that things started. Maybe it was that that we haven't seen the whole team. Maybe it was the amount of injuries. Um, Maybe it just looks so different because of Landis Cog being out, because uh, two two of your main defensemen left the, you know, missed an entire season's worth. Of, uh, of games with Byron and Manson. Yeah. It's, you know, so I don't know what it is. I don't know if if maybe I'm just think, looking at them and thinking, oh, maybe, maybe. I, it's hard. I think it's easy to say that they're not quite as good. I mean, yeah. with with all those guys out as much as they were. And the changes I mean, you think that they about, had you know, from yeah, last season. There's, yeah. there's the roster changes. There's also like, what other team in the league can miss a third to a half of their defense defensive top six? Mm-hmm pretty much night in night out the whole season and and do what the avalanche did um there's that and jared bednar has said it many many times throughout this stretch and really throughout the year one way or another this is a very different team than last year's um the core is still the same minus burakovsky ish and kadri ish but uh well without landeskog too this is a very different team um I wouldn't say that they've had to change the way they play the game, you know, fundamentally, because I think that's where Jared Bednar deserves a ton of credit. Just there's no excuses here. You've got the target on your back and um, we'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really served this team well. And it's it's cool to, I think between our last show and this show, you signed a three-year extension too. Yep. Did we mention that on the last show? I can't remember. Well, it's good to have him back. Although, you know, I'd, if I was coaching a team with like McKinnon and 
all these guys on it and they were doing well, I'd, I'd be a good coach too. Like, <laughs> guys, you got to like skate faster and score hockey pucks. I'll be over here. But yeah, what's the old quote? Still. Show me a good goalie and defensive core good, and, 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 and forwards and I'll show you a good coach. <laughs> I'll show you a great coach. But either way, like a lot of credit to him because it just seems like his combination along with the chemistry of the team, they do pretty well together. <laughs> and the guys, uh, I think the guys respect him and his even keel throughout, um, I think does this team a lot of good. Um, you put like, uh, I don't know, Tortorella with these guys. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you're that noise. I don't think they'd be quite as good. No. And the, uh, what was the, uh, one of the Philly writers was like, well, Tortorella's MO is to throw somebody under the bus player wise. And here are your two guys from this season. <laughs> they threw under the bus and you know, yeah, it's the rule. These are the rules and here's the guys, but, yeah, so I, the greatest I don't know. guy it's, in the world until he's you know, until he opens his mouth. Until he's not, yeah. <laughs> but I, it's it's just it is I'm you know, I'm proud. I'm sure the guys are super proud. I'm proud of what they accomplished this year battling through all this and I don't want to say the rest is a bonus. Um but I also wouldn't be surprised if they just turn it on and you know, do what they do as long as everybody stays healthy. <laughs> um you know, you 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 got Nathan McKinnon on your team, anything could happen. And, um, you know, that's a good place to be because mm-hmm. this is year six in a row that we've been able to give a, like a playoff preview. There was like, what, six seasons before that? Yeah, we weren't talking about any playoffs. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not, not even close. Not even. <laughs> no. Ugly. Ugly. Bad. But we're still here. Yeah. So there's that. Um, you talked about Rycroft and his dick. Oh yeah. Um, let's, let, let's talk about another thing that's been on your mind when it comes to <sighs> sportsing lately. <laughs> oh man, is sports. <sighs> I'm with you. I'm, I'm over the sports betting. I mean, I was, yeah. I was the moment it started, but boy, <laughs> even more so now there's, there's entire shows dedicated to bet. I don't know who's doing all this betting and I don't know who's, I don't know who all this stuff is for, but it's definitely not for me. I'm so yeah. tired of every line, every betting line, every single half of it. I don't understand. I don't know what the numbers mean most of the time because I don't yeah. care, but man, who cares? Well, there's one thing about it. There's a ton of money involved in it, obviously. And it so it has become part of the game between sponsor patches, sponsor stickers on helmets, mm-hmm. uh, entire half hour shows, hour long shows. Well, the other night you, you were texting me and said, and told me that somebody, I, I don't watch pregame shows anymore. I just, yeah I don't, I, I, even though it keeps me behind on the news, it's just an hour of the same interviews, the same things, but that they, that they talk to somebody from a, from a betting company about the it was, lines. It's like, oh, it was God a commercial. It, it really was. Yeah. And it, and that, that faux commercial thing, it's like, man, this is. I don't want to, well, it could be dangerous, but it's just like, it seems kind of not shady because, you know, they're paying their money, but it just, it seems like a conflict of interest in way, in a way. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot. No, it's, it's, it's the, it's the quote unquote new normal. Um, and I don't like it. I'm tired. It's just tiring. Just doesn't. It's it's definitely, it's, it's led to a new kind of chapter in fandom. Mm Mm-hmm. Which it's hard to be a fan of. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's, but it's, it's, 
you've said it all along. If you're not, if you're not betting, you're not fan enough. And if you're not buying you know, what you, what they're selling, whether it's right, you know, a fifth Jersey that doesn't, that, that you don't really need, whether it's, you know, making enough noise, whatever, whatever they are selling, if you're not doing it, then you're not fan enough. According to Wait. them, according to teams, according to sponsors, according to whatever, if you're not tuning in, for everything that Gary Bettman wants you to tune in for, you're just not fan enough, and that to me is ridiculous. And then did you say that five? Mm-hmm. Did you say five jerseys is too much? Did I hear you say something? You heard, like you heard me. <gasps> you heard me. How dare you? Okay. Once you get into blueberry territory, we're done. We, I feel attacked. You should. Let me just. You should feel attacked. I literally <laughs> attack you. I am attacking you. I am attacking you about that <laughs> specifically. That's fair. As long as you're going to call it out. Like, I'm good with that. Like if you don't like the fact that the, the, if you don't like the boards now with the, with the advertising constantly changing and motion when their game is on. So, and, and yet, I think Brad, I was, what was it? <laughs> Bettman was like, oh, the fans uh-huh. don't care. The fans love it. They literally do. Uh, we literally a very scientific care. poll. We talked about that in last show or a show before, but then I think they won some kind of an Emmy for it because if if you really don't know that those are there, like they've done a really good job of embedding those until they show a different a different angle. Um, because the main angle that is run by the league, mm-hmm. as far as when it comes to advertising, you would know that those are digital, which is pretty good. But the one show I was watch, the one game I was watching, it started to glitch, and, and the boards were just it was it was like all the ads just blinking all at one time, and I was like, yeah, this is a lot. Yeah. And I wonder if anybody didn't know that those were ads run by the league that really aren't there when you look at them in person, whether they were like, what the heck is going on right now? I'm sure I'm sure a few people who like don't regularly watch it, but. Yeah, coming from last season to this season, if you mm-hmm. you definitely know, and yeah. yeah, and then they show a different angle, and it's all the static ads that you're used to. Yeah, yeah, but it's just it's obviously more money, so they're creating more money from the national uh, feed, and the local feed is still able to make money for their. It, it's it's money, money. Oh yeah, it's a business. I I my favorite right now is when the uh, the whatever ad that they have on the glass that they've digitally superimposed on the glass yes. gets in the right, wrong stacking order. And <laughs> all of a sudden people, skaters are skating behind that ad. And it's like, yeah. what the, why There's is the ice? They, they do those on the ice as well. It's just, yeah. I, I think the, the unofficial official term for that is just ad creep. And it's just mm. creeping in over and over. There's more money to be made, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Like it's, it's a good thing. Is so it? the game can be, well, I'm just saying in a general money sense, there's more money to be made, but there, there's got to come a point where it's just like, is it worth it? And I don't know. Baseball is kind of getting the same way. Think, they have these yeah. big old patches on their sleeves and the Cubs and the Yankees, I think will eventually need to have a, an ad on their Jersey. And it just, it just doesn't seem right, but there's money to be made. And so we got to do it. And it's just like, well, I don't, I don't think, you you know, there is a certain point. Doesn't excite me. Like now that with the salary cap, with, money tied directly from league revenues to the players. Um, I feel like that, that probably pushes them a little bit and pushes where the, you know, but there is a point where, where it does get to be too much. I think that with sports betting, we are seeing that 100%. I don't know. I, I, I would love to see the counter argument or hear what 
somebody who really likes all this sports betting, where they see where they see that line, or if they even do see a line. I nope. I haven't seen anybody say it's all good. It's I'm very happy yeah. with all of this. Uh, yeah. Sports writers have been talking about this for you know for since it started pretty much. Who cares what the in-game betting line is? You, does anybody really care that much to see it broadcast? If you do care that much, chances are you've got other sources that you're looking at. Yeah. I don't understand where who this is all for other than yep. the betting companies themselves. That's it. I think, I don't know if, there, if there's any, that's the best part of, of Twitter Psychic mm-hmm. is that it's never been, it's it's zero stakes and that's, what it's, keeps it fun? It's a retweet, and frankly, considering the way that Twitter has been going, that's that's less valuable than ever. <laughs> that's true, but I mean, I, I've done that on purpose, and mm-hmm. it helps everybody. I I'd hope enjoy, and but I'm sure some people don't play because there's nothing to be won, and that's that's boring. Yeah, and so it's, go somewhere else. Then there's there's something to be. Exactly. You can, no, there's plenty. You can win money. Yeah, there's plenty of opportunities, but yeah, the betting, the betting companies like Vegas, like smoking, um, when they can come out and say if within their commercial, if you have a gambling problem, dial, dial this number, that says a lot, you know, (laughs) it's a lot drinking as well. Like, yeah, it was, uh, it was a Bo Burnham, the comedian, he was talking about social media and his whole thing was, uh, they're coming for every minute of your day. Because the more time you spend on social media, the more money that they make. Gambling doesn't make money from casual gamblers. Alcohol sales. They, I mean, they same deal. If you addicts are not good for their look, but they're great for their bottom line, they don't care about your gambling problem. If you have a gambling problem, the only problem that they have with that is that it makes them look bad and maybe they get regulated more. If you have a gambling problem, that's good for the gambling companies. Yep. That's, that's just, that's just math. Ugh. And here we are, you know, here we are, we have to, we're debating about it and stuff because it has creeped, crept into our lives so much and it's being promoted yep. so much and it's been tied to the team so much now. When, when Gretzky was doing the ads it's like this yeah. is this feels really icky. Yep. You know? Yeah, it's uh it does it doesn't feel good yeah. at all. But it, it's kind of weird too that in the same, you know, Pete Rose is banned from baseball for life mm-hmm. and still not in the Hall of Fame. Yet I'm sure one of the main sponsors of, you know, for Cincinnati Reds baseball is or and or the Phillies, he played for both is some kind of gambling company. It just doesn't it's it's weird. Yeah. It's 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 icky. Like you said, it's very, icky. I don't, yeah. you know, it's, it's, we've seen, it, it's like being convicted of a crime, uh, that no longer is a crime and, yeah. and, and basically, yeah. And you're, and you're turning it into an issue for, uh, you know, for the, for the fans that, that this now has to be something, this isn't, yeah. this isn't for the fans. This doesn't do anything no, for not. the fans. It hasn't done anything for the fans in a long time. This is all yeah. about the. This is all about the team, uh, about the teams, yep. and and how much money and the owners. Speaking of uh, icky and money, yeah, I kind of went off there. Sorry, <laughs> no, 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 you're good because yeah. this leads right into uh, altitude. Came out a couple days ago mm-hmm. and said we will broadcast uh, round one of the playoffs, 
and they don't care who, who, who else is broadcasting it, which is a very different spin than what we've lived the last, is it three or four seasons? I can't even remember anymore. Um, but people will be able to watch the avalanche, uh, in the first round. I thought that we, and I thought that the altitude always did the first round. I thought they always did too, but this year they've made it a little bit of a bigger deal and they actually came, came out <clears throat> and announced it hmm. or something like that. So, oh, like, because these, the, the national broadcasters are doing it as well. Yes. Uh, so they lifted, they lifted, I guess the blackout ish type thing. Hmm. Um, Another thing they did a couple, it was a few games ago, was they decided to show a game that was on TNT as well, hmm. and people got blocked out of the TNT T game, mm-hmm. and and people were obviously very upset about that, and it's just like this is just such a mess, and oh, yeah. I don't know when it's gonna, it's I don't know when it's gonna be over, but the the way I put it in, the, in our notes was that altitude blinks. And they they are going to show them so everybody can watch, and I don't know I don't know what happens from here, but it's it's I guess it's nice what they're doing, but it's still ugly the whole situation mm-hmm. with everything. How do you feel about how how do you feel about watching the games on the national broadcasters now? Like we're we're now enough removed from right. NBC doing it, you know, as the national broadcaster. Now we have ESPN. Yeah. Now we have TNT. How do you feel about when you watch those games, I'm I'm okay with yeah. it. I don't. I just want to watch the team. I'm not really worried about that much about who's broadcasting or who's announcing. Although, who's the who's the Albert that does the national on TNT? Oh yeah, I know. one of the Albert brothers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not my Kenny favorite, Albert. But yes, yeah. yes. He and he and Olchek. Um, I don't know. I'd. I like a little. I like a little different every once in a mm-hmm. while. If there's a Sportsnet or a or a you know Canadian feed to watch, I love those announcers. Yeah, uh, Chris Cuthbert, I love. Like, but uh, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. Um, like, how about how about you? Um, I don't like ESPN except for okay. Ray Ferraro. Um, okay. I just I haven't found anybody on ESPN that I really love. Um, I get. Tire, I don't know. I used to really like Bucciagrass. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know what's changed, if it's me or him or any of it, but um maybe it's just that you know, I liked I liked Bucciagrass when it was earlier back in the NHL tonight, earlier in yeah, my yeah. fandom of hockey. Now and Steve Levy too. Steve Levy's been around since yeah. then too. And yeah. I mean Ferraro yeah. and Ferraro, you know, he was he was doing TSN games. Uh, right. so he was doing whatever the quote unquote local broadcast for TSN was the things that weren't Sportsnet, And I really, I I've always liked him. He's always fun. He's always interesting. He's yeah. always got some interesting insights. That's a good job. Um, but I think that Bucciagrass has gotten too sticky. Uh, yeah. I think that, uh, they've tried their, we, you and I talked before other, other episodes. And I think that Rycroft is trending this way. Mar- Mosier is trending away from it a little bit, but that whole catchphrase style of mm-hmm. calling, I feel like like Bucciagrass is just going for catchphrases now. Yeah. Um, I feel like Levy is going for catchphrases. Um, and I watch absolutely none of the uh, intermission reports from either side. No, I yeah, I don't either. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it, it doesn't bug me enough to, or to where I won't watch, but I'm, 
I just want to watch our team play yeah. and not have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Um, I honestly don't don't really care that much. I that's what the mute button is for yeah. at times too. I really don't um, need um, time on the, you know how long is this guy's shift? The entire shift, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, flash it up there every so often. Great. Uh, I care a lot more about shots. Uh, the only stats I really need up there, right? You know, at the time is the score and the shots. Other than that, you know, it's, yeah, it's I, I feel like it really is a lot. I don't like the little placards over the, over the player. Uh, once the puck drops, oh, yeah. get rid of those. Uh, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no need. Like you can, you want to put it up for a few player, key players that are out there. I don't need this, the spinning circle around McKinnon, you know, I, to keep him highlighted on the ice. That's just distraction. Yeah. Well, that's that that's that tracker on the back of their right shoulder mm-hmm. or whatever and I think that had implications if I saw everything right. I I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that the jerseys off their backs um game before last mm-hmm. uh, against the Jets, those weren't the gamers. Like they I don't really? think they took them all off. I don't think they took them all off, put took out the tracker, put them back on. They all came back out with with new jerseys. They had taken their pads off and everything too. So wow. I don't. I, I was it. Now technically that is off their back. Mm-hmm. But if I if I saw it right, you know I've paid attention to these things throughout the years. I don't think those are the gamers, and yeah, that's sad. That, is, that would be sad. <laughs> now, okay, yeah. the two things I'll say about that: number one, they've got to be able to take those trackers out anyway. It's pretty easy because they got to wash those. Oh, things. it is a. I've seen it on the Fransos, yeah. and it's just the it's just the pocket that they made yeah. on the back. It's just it's. There's a there's a slit right in the middle and they just pop it out. But I, there's no way they could have done it that fast. Uh, the other thing I'll say jerseys. is this: it, I don't want to. I'm a I, I'm probably a little more of a germaphobe than I was uh, pre-COVID. <laughs> but I, you know, uh, I'm okay with you know maybe I maybe I can get the actual jersey later after you wash it. I know that yeah. you know for some uh, people that's verboten and you need to. Oh, I need the authentic thing, otherwise. No, I. Are you, know, you sure? That's Are you sure? okay. <laughs> you know, I'm all right with that. Like, like, would that be OSHA? Like, can who, you imagine if be? like Brent Burns came over with his sweaty, nasty ass oh. jersey and was like, <laughs> "Here's the jersey off my back," and I'd be like, well, "Okay." My my Ryan O'Burn that I can wear while I hold yep. this. Which one is my Ryan O'Burn? Is it? It wasn't Sackick Night. Wasn't Forsberg Night. Which one is it? Oh, it was foot night. I have a Ryan O'Burn foot night. Mm-hmm. I had to take some uh, Febreze to that thing. Because <gasps> yeah. it it smelled it smelled too much like hockey. I haven't played hockey in six years, ever since I snapped my ankle. So actually yeah. six and a half years. Um, I, I can't imagine. I mean, they, oh, it's just sometimes you just <laughs> like goalies, especially. Oof. They would get Oof. so stinky that you just wanted to stay away. I think it was part of their yeah. like... They probably added a little save percentage <laughs> just because they were so stinky and you'd want to be further away from them. It's just, What's the Peanuts character? Is it Pigpen? Oh, yeah, Pigpen. Yeah, oh, Pigpen. God. Same type deal. Yeah, yeah no, okay. Yeah, I, I, I would actually kind of be okay with them not, not getting the one <laughs> off their back right then, but, yeah. oh. Yeah, that's too bad in a way. That's... that's I, I, now, again, that's, that's my best guess, mm-hmm. but as quickly as they turned everything around... Do you, I, there's no way they got all the trackers out and then put their other jerseys back on. Maybe it was a over, different set from earlier in the season. I mean, it could be. Could, I'd have to see the tagging. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter. It's it's just. I know you're angry about this. Matter. Oh, I'm so. Why hurt. are you so angry? I've, 
<laughs> Why you have to be Why mad? Why so yeah. mad? It's only hockey. All right. Seattle Kraken. Kraken. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Yeah, every other day. Um, Kraken. Kraken. Uh, this is their first playoff appearance. We talked a little bit about the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Avs knew it, and it was one of their goals to obviously win the division um, so they could have home ice, at home ice at least through the first two rounds of the playoffs and not have to play Minnesota or Dallas, and they accomplished that. I'm not saying that Seattle's you know easy to beat, but I think they'd be a little easier to beat than the Wilder, the Stars. Yeah, we saw how how knockdown drag out those Stars and Wild oh, games were. And, yeah. you know, thank goodness, uh, you know, the Wild are kind of trending in the right direction at the moment. Uh, yep. But the, those are going to be slugfests between Dallas and, and Minnesota. Let them beat each other up as much Absolutely. as humanly possible. Uh, yep. Seattle's, Seattle's not going to be easy. Um, no, nothing's easy. But, you know, if they... If the Avs can solve the goaltending, great. You know, yeah. what more do you need? I mean, if you're, if, okay, two things. If, I mean, they, if you're going to. The Anaheim game wasn't easy. For God's sake, no, the Anaheim game who has, uh, their goal differential is minus 129. Yeah, something like that. They're, yeah. they're terrible. And yet it, was, well, it wasn't it's easy. Both, both the Jets and the Preds rested their like top five, six players rested or they were hurt. Mm-hmm. There's a, I, that is. That's just trap games waiting to ha- happen. And I just, there's no such thing as, in this league, there's no easy games, no. period. There, it's just, it's not a thing. And when people bring it up, it's like, why even play the game if it's that sure shot? Like, no. But so, so before the playoffs started, if you said, okay, you're an Avalanche fan, would you rather play Dallas, Seattle, actually Winnipeg's another one, or the Stars? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, sorry, or the Wild. Like, I think the Av- Avalanche ended up in a good spot. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then going back to kind of the rest of the whatever this playoff run looks like, whether it's winning the whole thing, which, and I don't, nobody's going to be like, wow, that's shocking that they won it again. Like, nobody would be shocked by that. But if at the beginning of the season, you said, hey, here's your injury list and go over that injury list and say your team still won the division, we'd all take that. Oh, hell yeah. Of course. So, kind of in a decent spot. It's, you know, it's been a long season with injuries and, you know, you're the st- defending Stanley Cup champions. Mm-hmm. I, I always remember how annoyed I was when the announcers would say that about, you know, the Lightning and the Blues and everybody else that had won. But now that it's the Avs, I really like how it sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so, I think the only team that doesn't have a chance in hell is Florida. I, I, they're yeah. going to play the Bruins. I, I don't think they have a shot in hell. Uh, but you just, it, that's why you play the games. Why you play you know, games? It, it, yeah, it's not, you know, the playoff play in games in the NBA and the NFL playoffs are really unique. And, and, and also the, the, uh, the NCAA basketball tournament, it's one game, mm-hmm. like anything can happen in one game, seven game series. It's generally the better, healthier, um, you know, stronger, more team that has more depth mm-hmm. that wins. Um, but you never know. You never know. And that's. Was uh, playoffs are the several best. years ago when uh, the when the Lightning got swept out of the playoffs after winning, yeah, uh, winning tying for the most games won ever. It was yep. it was during the awards ceremony. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, oh, yeah. Ke- Keegan Michael Key, right? Uh, no, from no Keegan Thompson. Keegan Thompson, thank you. Uh, yes. Said uh, from SNL said, uh, "Hey, congratulations to the Lightning for uh, tying." 
for the most games won, and then in the playoffs, uh, tying for the least amount of games won. And then they cut to a shot of the Lightning players, and they're just absolutely stone-faced. That's not funny. And they're like, oh, oh, that was, yeah. That yeah. If anything else lit a fire, that was it. Yep. Playoffs, man, they're the best. Uh, playoff overtime is just, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's nothing quite like it. And it's a, you know, I think besides the beginning of the baseball season, uh, and the beginning of baseball playoffs as well, NHL playoffs are just, it's bonkers. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a fun, uh, run, however long it is. Do you have any predictions? <laughs> We're all about being right on this God, show. Why would you ask? Do you uh, want to do it off? Like we, we did it off the show. You were pretty good last year. Was I? Um, well, I did. I called the I six. For the last, he called the but six. That was, yeah, it's hard to call two sweeps, but man, what a run that was! Yeah, it's still sinking in. I don't think <laughs> it really. I don't is. think this like, is going to be a sweep. I think that's the Kraken will pro- may go to six games, um, okay. but I still see the Avs pushing through. Yeah. Um, it just depends on what happens in net for the yeah. for Seattle. I don't know their sure. team well enough as well as I should, um, but I just, you know, they they. They've come together as a team this year the way they didn't last year. Uh, yeah. You know, they made they made some very small adjustments and changes, but uh, they they actually play like a team now. Uh, it's yep. I think it mostly comes down to what their goaltenders do, and their yep. goaltenders could go either way. And whether or yep. not the Avs' familiarity with Grubauer matters, or if he's you know this is my old team and I'm going to stand on my head. Uh, yeah, there's that. Too. Yeah, you never you don't know which which. Grubauer is going to show up for that. So you never know. Never know. We'll be watching though. We'll be watching. Heck yeah, we're ready. It's playoffs, man. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Are you kidding me? I think I just I, listen. That's turning into shtick now. Let's not. I'm sorry. Let's not, I'm sorry. Let's not become uh, like the people that we're complaining about. <laughs> you are. T- I appreciate that perspective. Thank you very much. That's uh, what size appreciates about you. Yeah, that's not all you appreciate about that's me. Mostly, um, what I appreciate about. Yeah. So I don't. You know, that's I've. Is there anything else? I don't have any shout outs. We've got to do this. Shout, shout out to Pat Maroon uh, for leading the league in penalty minutes. <laughs> nice. And for also knocking Jack Edwards down a peg. Thank you, Pat Maroon. Uh, 150 uh, penalty minutes. For the, <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's 1.52 uh, penalty minutes per game played. Uh, Good for him. While getting 150 penalty minutes and 14 points. Okay. So congratulations. <laughs> <God>. Strong numbers. That's <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous. Oh man. Uh yeah, no, I got uh I got I got nothing. I'm uh Okay. I had a shout out, but I can't remember who it is now. So Yeah. Next yeah. show. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'm pretty I, I'm pretty stingy on my shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. I, and obviously, you know, I I shout out all the people that, you know, threw everything on Twitter still Still playing our game. I have Twitter Psychic, and thanks to everybody out there that does yeah. that. Like it's it's still fun. No sponsorship. I mean, again, it's so anti everything as far as that goes. Like they tried to sponsor at one time, and heck, I I was on the dang news about it. Like what the heck's <laughs> going on here? But <laughs> but uh, it's still fun. Not changing. Uh, it's my pleasure to do it, and I, ho- I hope everybody enjoys it for kind of the spirit of what it was designed for, and that's just a Bring people together and root for our favorite team. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right. Spiel time.
spiel. Avs Hockey Podcast be found at the Avs Hockey Podcast website, which is www.avshockeypodcast.com, home of the original Avs Hockey Podcast, the AHP. You can find out more about uh, Abstract Psychic there. There's a nice little thing at the top about it. Um, you can find all kinds of stuff there. Mostly it's going to be links to a lot of the things we talked about. Uh, don't forget to check out some of Jay's jersey posts there, including the the Pavel Francois uh, playoff game, uh, game-worn thing. And uh, yeah, that's kind of about it. You can find uh, Avs, Avs, Avs Hockey Podcast on all kinds of social media places at Ask Podcast. You can't find me there right now because, yeah, forget it. Eh. But, you know, other than that, it's all your, right your, your heart doesn't need that type of stuff. Oh, my heart just isn't in it. It just, it's not. Nope. It's not. Uh, shout out to you, though, for keeping our site safe from the attackers. Oh, yeah. We were, man, we got, we got slammed by attacks the other day. I don't know why. What y'all doing out huh. there? What do you... Go find something else. To we do. have nothing to do with any of the world issues that are going on right now. There's no need to hack us. What what We're would boring. what would possibly have what benefit would there be to be hacking the ass hockey podcast? <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get a real leg up here. God, it's profitable. Please. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, shout out to you. Thank you for protecting All us. All day, any day. From everything. So okay. Oh. Well, well, that's that's, that's it. That? Like it's playoff time. Playoffs. We're great. We're grateful. We get to bring you another playoff mm-hmm. show for the sixth straight season. That's that's pretty good. I think it's the second longest streak in the league now. So nice. Hasn't always been this way. It won't always be this way. But maybe you could put together a string like the Penguins. Who knows? But things come and go. We're old. I don't We've know. The pang- the, this is. I don't know. Remember, we were talking about the Sharks missing the playoffs this a couple of years ago, and it was like, man, maybe yeah. they need to miss them so that they can stop this whole march of mediocrity penguins are in that too you know so yeah. missing the playoffs might be really good for them so they can finally move yeah. on to building a team again rather than a building somebody that just makes the playoffs and is out in the first round all the time yeah it's just it's tough yeah. it's tough to be good for long stretches of time it's a the game's hard not game. the, the game is not designed to do that on a whole lot of levels mm-hmm. but uh we're grateful while we have it and uh can't wait to see what happens yeah. so i mean hopefully you know we'll come back at you as soon as we can and we'll have an update and you know maybe it's after the first round mm-hmm. or i don't know we'll get at you as you know as best we can as soon as we can and hopefully we'll have good stuff to talk after about. a nice little time out from three on three hockey we'll be yes yeah playoff over overtime it's the best it is best no shot is a bad shot <laughs> And there's, you can have 50 guys on the ice if you want. Nobody even Nobody cares, cares so. anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Thank you so thank much. You. Appreciate your time, Fist sir. Fist bump. And for everybody out there, like I said, we'll be back in, in your ear holes soon. Thank you for your support. Thanks for downloading the show. And until next time. <laughs> and I just glitched. <laughs> until <laughs> next time. He's I Jay Veen. I'm James Tapley Grillian. <laughs> this has been the Ass Hockey Podcast, and we'll catch you again next time. See ya. <laughs> See ya.
All right, just, let's let's do this. Well, let's do this thing. We ready? We are. 50. All right, here we go. Fifty. Okay. So, in <laughs> five. I know I'm the one who says we got to do this thing, and then I don't. No, do it. no. like oh, don't. In five, five, four, four three, three, two, two, one, one.